Welcome to On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. I'll be your guide as we explore the stories of today with the personalities impacting tomorrow. Welcome to On Balance. Well, this is a conversation that has been uh, long in the making. Uh, <laughs> I'm pleased to be joined here on On Balance with Mark Hammonds. He's the co-founder and VP of operations at Breakout EDU. A lot of you know his co-founder, Adam Bello, um, in the ed space, but uh, I'm really excited to spend some time with Mark here. Officially, we've chatted offline a couple of times before, and I've been a big fan of what Breakout EDU does in the space, and I think it's incredibly needed. Um, one, one element I want to tie into, Mark, before we get into this is, you know, your background is former educational technology technology coordinator with Fresno County's Office of Education. I think that's an important, you know, and not just a footnote, um, but a but an item in your background that I think uh, I would imagine informs Breakout EDU in, in so many different ways during the course of, of building, building a company in the space. Mark, let's talk about sort of where we are right now. So we are in this 2021-2022 timeframe here. People are thinking ahead, also wondering, you know, what, what does school look like? What will it look like? Uh, are we are we past the sort of the the craziness? And I don't know if any of us have the answer, but I do know that companies like Breakout EDU are, I think, um, are well positioned to provide not only support, but really powerful support and, and learning for young people um, that is assist of the teacher. So talk a little bit about just the state of Breakout EDU. And if you'd like to weave in some of the history, I think that'd be really good for the audience. Yeah, yeah, of course. Coming from uh, a, a a, a history of educational backgrounds, you know, spending, you know, 12, 13 years um, at the County Office of Education here in Fresno, and then also, you know, before and during that, also spending time, um, you know, teaching in classrooms. You know, we, we, when the idea for Breakout came to fruition at, at that point in time was roughly around 2015. And the, the idea, uh, the, the seed of the idea was really something that that sparked interest to me and it was really time for us to you know uh have something that we we like to phrase as like uh, as something different and that was our motto that when we started out break edu because we saw you know as technology was being adopted in classrooms whether that was ipads chromebooks whatever it happened to be a lot of that was just um digitizing uh worksheets and giving it to kids on an iPad and expecting them to fill it out. And now we're 21st century learning, which we knew wasn't the case. And so we, we know, you know, 21st century skills being being what they are, we, we saw the foundation and the root of what, what we were trying to do at Breakout is, as something that was really harnessing and, and focusing on those 21st century skills, the communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and not seeing them as soft skills, but seeing them as the tangible skills that are needed for whatever uh, job students are going to have in the workforce um, in the future, and so that's where you know breakout and started. We we wanted to to do something different. We wanted to kind of uh, you know flip things on its head, um, and uh, that's where we you know came up with the idea for the, the breakout box and and the and the kits, and has morphed into um, a, a digital uh, elements. Obviously, with the the events of the past couple of years, that's been um, something that's kind of saved our tail, so to speak where we've uh, added uh, digital elements that allow educators to do the, this uh, different type of gaming or an escape room in the classroom, if you will, um, in a remote fashion, as well as in person. And so with, with all that, you know, we, uh, we, we, we try to spur creativity, spur collaboration, uh, spur discourse in the class, because 
as difficult as it was to try to get this meeting scheduled between the two of us, you know, <laughs> we, we wanted to have some of that, that discourse in the classroom where kids aren't just struggling and then raising their hand to get an answer. We want them to struggle, but also work with other students to work to try to solve the process, that. The, the process, whatever it is. And, and so, you know, we, you don't go into a job expecting to know it all and don't go into a job expecting to work completely by yourself. You have to work with a team. You've got to be able to have uh, an ability to agree, an ability to disagree, an ability to come to some type of compromise, and also be willing to accept, you know, that idea didn't work. Let's try it again, but let's make it better this time. Not that idea worked, you fail, come to after school detention because you couldn't get that answer correct. Like it's more than just filling in a bubble or filling in a blank line in a worksheet. It's all about uh, that 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 collaborative process uh, from beginning to end, not just from the time that you're sitting in your chair. Let's talk about the start of Breakout EDU. So when you and Adam are sitting down, and I, I would imagine also friends and family and sort of talking about this, should I be concerned as a parent or someone who works in the industry that when you guys assess the the landscape out of the thousands of education companies across the land, that there was there was still this glaring need and opening for a breakout edu right because the other side of the coin is my goodness for the thousands of companies we have out there and opportunities we're not seeing things that have looked at everything from project-based learning to tools of engagement that support discourse right and exploration and discovery so talk about just the review process because i think from an entrepreneur perspective that's a really key point that we sometimes overlook that a lot of that initial work really can pay dividends as you build a company down the line. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when we, when the idea kind of started, you know, going back to the inception day, which was in March of 2015, um, James Sanders, who uh, was, uh, is one of our uh, co-founders. Um, he is the, the founder of the idea and the actual uh, inspiration of the whole concept. He was at an escape room and was watching a couple of kids work on a, a puzzle and trying to open up a lock and just saw the level of constructive discourse they were having and they couldn't solve this puzzle because they didn't know what was right. And it's like, oh, try this. No, try this. You try this. And he just thought, that's a really cool idea. How can we bring that into the classroom? And so the idea came from not, let's create a new technology tool. Let's create a new app or a new website. But we wanted to, to harness that, that process that those kids were doing how can we transplant that into the classroom? So the, the idea for Breakout was a little different in that we we're, weren't trying to compete with any competitor out there for dollars or for screen time in terms of, of any of those elements. It was harnessing that collaborative element. How can we bring that into the classroom so that way a teacher teaching third grade in uh, Minneapolis or kindergarten in Detroit or wherever they happen to be, that, that, that idea of, of working together in small collaborative groups in a fun and engaging way. And by the way, you just happen to be doing something that was a job skill, or you might've been learning about math or anything like that. There's that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so every time, I mean, Adam, James, myself, all of us have been shown breakout to hundreds, if not thousands of educators worldwide. And it, it's a hard concept to, to, to put into simple words, you know, the elevator pitch for breakout, it, it takes a really long, slow elevator for us to get the idea across. 
Um, but if I get you in a room for 15 minutes with a box in front of the room with a series of locks with five friends or 10 strangers, and I tell you to open up that box, you as an educator, it takes you about five minutes to realize, oh, I can use this in my class because I can see the end result of, I want my kids to do this, but now I'm talking about collaborative in a way that I've never experienced before. It's not the group projects that we all experienced where the smart kid did all the work and we all got the same amount of credit for depending on how much we lied to the teacher. Like I'm able to see exactly how much Rod is engaged in this process. And when he's not engaged in the process, <laughs> don't call me out, Mark. <laughs> it's another Rod, another Rod. Um, but when I can see that the other Rod is not engaged in the process, I can go up to him and ask, hey, what do you have problems with? What's struggling? I can give him a hint because that, 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 just that element of like giving him kind of a little bit of a golden ticket, it, it boosts his level of confidence. And like, oh, now I know what to do because how many times have kids raised their hand and, you know, the, the old adage of there's nothing, you know, no, no stupid question. Well, we probably all raised our hand or some kid doesn't raise their hand anymore because when he asked that quote unquote stupid question, he got laughed at, he got ridiculed. So he's not going to raise his hand again, but I can give him that level of confidence to say, Hey, what if you go and try this? And now when the other rod speaks to us, like, Oh, now, now he's actually engaged in the process and he can instantly see um, what that does for a learning environment. You know what I love it, it, as I'm visualizing when you're talking is when you put that down the box with the locks right on a desk that we're celebrating the unknown. And yet that's the irony in education is that sometimes the unknown is very scary, at least for the adults, right? Oh, <laughs> Those that are putting the elements together, right? And that yet that's what's being celebrated. Talk about the the impact of the unknown on the teachers that have uh, integrated in Breakout EDU. Um, well, I mean, the, there's the, the celebrating the unknown, but as we you know, just, uh, briefly mentioned, it's, it's the journey, it's that process. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the breakout, like we, we don't put, you know, some educators will, but we try not to put anything that is really celebratory inside the box because we don't really care what's inside the box. It's the process of opening the box. That's where the celebration happens because once you get that final lock off, they, they scream when the box is opening, not when they see what's inside of it. And so it's that whole journey between having this really complex series of puzzles in a room or on a screen and not being able to know that it's instantly going from point A to point B. You might have to go to point A, point seven to get to B, which is going to take you to C point two and all these different convoluted things. And so um, what, we, what we try to really harness in is you know, yes, you, you open up the box. You, you don't really know what's inside. You celebrate for a couple of minutes. Now let's reflect. Now let's discuss what you just did. Does everybody understand the process of how you open this box or how you solve this puzzle or any of that? And if you don't, it's time for you to debrief with your, your students, um, just like we do in the, in the working environment. You debrief or you do post-mortem on what worked, what didn't, how can you make things better? So the next time you go through that same process, you're that much more prepared for that going forward. What kind of feedback do you get, Mark, from teachers in that regard? Because I would imagine that that's the one, that's a space in time or an assumption that's made that that educator or that parent can debrief in a way that is, I guess, most effective. Um, and that may or may not be a skill that they have attained through their own professional development or not. I think we're looking at sort of new ways to engage students and learning more about where the value lies. And I think you're really hitting on something. 
Yeah, I mean, from all the, the teachers that we've talked about or talked to in regards to that, that reflection process, um, we, we did break out for the first about a year and a half where we didn't have that process baked in. It was just open the box, celebrate, way to go. And so we did an offsite uh, at IDEO up in San Francisco. And so we, we immersed ourselves in this, this environment to try to figure out something. And it just happened to come across like, hey, what if we did a, a box of or a deck of reflection cards where we had preset questions that could either be passed out to kids or it could be inside the box. And so now everyone grabs a, a, a card and now we, 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 we answer that question either as a small group or as you know myself in front of the class telling my story about that process. But what educators have told us is that that is the most rewarding process of it all because it's not graded. It's not going on your report card. It doesn't do anything like that. It gives confidence in the kids and it gives the ability for them to have a, a different kind of discourse that's not just you and I talking across the desk from each other, but a, a, a you know a pseudo global type of experience where uh, our reflection and our process is really shared with everybody. Because if I do a typical worksheet or write an essay, you're the only eyes that see it. And then if I'm lucky, it goes home and it gets put on my uh, refrigerator and my teachers, or I mean, my uh, parents are the only ones that get to see that. But really now with that open reflection and an open uh, discussion process, I'm, I'm kind of setting myself out there and I'm telling everybody what I learned in that process. And what do you think we can glean, Mark, from the success of Breakout EDU in the number of games that have been built, just the number of, um, I guess, points of engagement and intersection when it comes to other disciplines throughout education? I mean, I would think that other academic uh, subjects would want to find ways to collaborate, interact, because, you know, you're creating an environment where kids are probably looking forward to it. They're excited about it, right? It's that curiosity component. It's the conversation where they can, they can participate in a way where they are not just answering to an adult. They're right. They're on the same. There's something to be said for that, I think, in, in developing that discourse to your point. So have you seen that? Have you seen applications of breakout EDU sort of integrated into other subjects and, or is that something that you guys have been thinking about internally? Well, on our, on our website, we, we have roughly, 1800 games on there, uh, a mix of the ones you play with our, our Break at EDU kits and others that you play in a complete uh, digital fashion. And so uh, well over half, if not three quarters of those are all aligned to some type of content standard, whether that's history, science, you know, uh, math, whatever it happens to be. And so what we see ourselves being as kind of this unifying um, this this engagement factor across all disciplines, not something that is tech-based, not something that is math-based or anything, but a way in which to teach those different elements that can be used in any facet. And so we've had kindergarten teachers play this. We've had uh, principals use this as a team-building exercise to come back to the school year. We've had uh, corporations use this from all the way from Home Depot, Ancestry.com, to, to different government entities that have somehow found our website and, and, and looked at <laughs> it and thought, okay, let's buy one of these kits and, and, and use this in like a team building environment at, at Twitter, at PayPal. Like we, 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 we see this as, a, as a, a unique human experience that we, we didn't really, we had no idea what we were getting into when we got into it. It's just something that kind of fell onto our laps that was 
unique enough that gave us a foothold into whatever marketplace that we we have a foothold in. What's next? Um, what's next? Yeah, I mean, what what we're trying to do right now is really uh, kind of harness the ability for breakout to not be a once a month uh, type of activity or once a, a, a quarter or anything like that. Um, every all the educators that I, I speak with on a pretty regular basis, they're always saying that or their kids are asking, when can I do that breakout thing again? <laughs> and so what we're, what we're trying to do is trying to figure out ways in which we can carve out a small chunk of the, the, the school day that is a rich, rewarding experience, that is a breakout experience. And so one thing that we launched last month, I believe, is something called Lock of the Day. It's a, a quick uh, skimmed down version of breakout edu to where it's just a single breakout edu lock um, that teachers can use as like uh, a warm-up lesson as a bell ringer as an exit uh, ticket any anything anywhere they want to place it it doesn't we don't really care but we want to be able to have that that level of uh, kind of internal dialogue where it's kind of sparking unique creative thoughts in students on a more consistent basis versus once a month or at the beginning of a unit. And so when we launched that in uh, October, um, uh, by our, our counts, we've had over a million hours worth of gameplay from our different locks of the day, from October until roughly the end of uh, September, uh, end of November. Um, wow. Which is over, over 50,000 days worth of uh, kids playing breakout EDU locks of the day. That's incredible. So, so let's, as we sort of go into the fourth quarter of this discussion here, so talk about being an entrepreneur in this, in, in this space, right? So you have an education background in technology, these sorts of, you know, uh, experiences, but now it, you know, you have a different hat on you and your, your fellow co-founders. So are you, tell me about celebrating success. What's your relationship personally like with success as you think about it currently? My relationship with success do you, do you embrace it? Do you, you know, is it driven by sort of fear that, you know, if you celebrate it now, then there could always be something around the corner. I always find that's interesting for an entrepreneur to talk about that. Yeah. You know, I, to be honest, I don't, I haven't given it that much thought because I'm, I'm still, I, I still see myself in kind of this middle of my career. I'm not at the, at the beginning nor the tail end. I've, I've, I've been in the corporate environment. I've gone to sure. And now I'm kind of in a mix of those two. And so I'm kind of in this really unique spot to where it, it's fun to see this random idea where I was building wooden boxes in my garage kind of come to fruition nowadays and seeing, you know, kids all over the world posting on Twitter or teachers posting on Twitter that, hey, I, we just did a break EDU thing. And so while that is, it's bucket filling in terms of the old adage of, you know, you know, fill somebody's bucket, it also adds fuel to my engine a little bit. It's like, it's, it's, you know, uh, a rocket fuel of, uh, uh, inside of that bucket that is really kind of propelling us because as we see more and more people using this and experiencing what breakout is, um, it, it just, it, it adds more fuel to our fire and coming up with new and inventive ways to get more people involved with it. Because like th this type of opportunity is not something I had in school. I've had to learn through my adulthood. And so, you know, when our breakout children uh, that have uh, been here since the beginning, when those, when those guys get into adulthood, I think that's when I'll feel that success is to see what they come up with. 
Yeah. And let, let's close with this. Do you feel like you're on the cusp of, or an example, you're an exemplary of, of a new way to think about education that is more fluid? Because that's what I love about what you're doing. It's, it is challenging some norms or some conventions about, you know, class time, seat time, what we're doing, how we're packaging things, right? What are we gleaning from this? And you've got kids saying, can we do that breakout thing again? Or when's the next one? That to me really sings learning as opposed to some rote exercises. So in the grand scheme of things, do you ever sit back and just think about this as explorers yourselves? I mean, you're really charting a course that I think, look, we've had people sending boxes for a few years now in, in project-based learning and these different elements, but kind of like, where does it fit? How does it work? Is it supplementary trying to assign a role to it or a, a you know, a role in a, in a larger play of education? We, we've always gone into breakout with the notion of let's, let's stir the pot a little bit and let's not add to it. And, and, and with that, you know, when, when I think about when I was in school and reflecting on when my parents were in school, you know, the 30, 40 span, year span between that, a lot changed. There was a completely different ecosystem. I, I saw a meme the other day where, you know, it, it's been the, the time from today to 1980 is the same time from 1980 to 1939. Like those 41 years. Like if you think about how much education came <laughs> from 39 to 80, it was pretty drastic. And a lot will argue a lot has changed from 80 to, to now. But being in that that ecosystem, you know, it, it's still been a lot of the same regurgitation of the same processes that we just got used to and accustomed to. And so, you know, we went in with this, again, not knowing what we were doing or what to expect from it. But once we saw the level of, you know, constructive disruption that it, it brought, we thought, okay, we, we've struck gold with this. When, when we brought Adam into his very first breakout experience, which was when the idea was six, seven weeks old, it, it took Adam probably 45 seconds to realize like, oh yeah, there's something here. Because when, when you see, when you, when you go to conferences with educators, they're all sitting down, they're all watching the presenter. This was one of the first times where the presentation to, to get started lasted two minutes. And then the rest was all that discovery process. And so, you know, really, really harnessing and really uh, surfacing the discovery process, I think is uh, probably the most, you know, most uh, beneficial thing that we've, we've brought from all this because it, it allows anyone that's, that, that's seen, uh, seen us or, or knows what we do, knows that it's kind of a disruptive element that allows for something new and engaging for them to take into their classroom. Mark, I want to make sure people can, can get can connect with you and uh, Breakout Edu. Where do you suggest that they go, and if they want to kind of watch what people are doing and and sharing, or is there a social channel that you would recommend? Yeah, we're we're all we're on all the socials. But if you really want to see what Breakout looks like in a classroom, I would recommend uh, you know following the hashtag Breakout Edu or our handle uh, Breakout Edu. Um, you can get more information about uh, the company and and the, and the products and everything at breakoutedu.com. Um, and, uh, you know, all of our contact information is on there as well. Well, keep up the great work. It, it's fun to, I've known Adam for a number of years. It's been fun getting to know you. And, uh, there's a, there's a childlike curiosity that, that I get from, from those folks that I've interacted with the breakout EDU that I think is refreshing. We need it. 
uh, not afraid to, to stir the pot a little bit here and and find ways to make and to support kids um, in their exploration and discourse because they have a voice and sometimes we've not really given them an opportunity and this really does. So we want to thank Mark Hammonds. Uh, he's a co-founder and VP of operations at Breakout EDU. Thank you for joining On Balance. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger. This concludes another chapter of On Balance. Connect with me via LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dr. Rod Berger.